everybody. Welcome to another episode. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're in a part two episode. So let's welcome Michelle Carroll. She's a mom of two. She has 10 years plus experience of being a medical analyst. Currently, she's focused on health and wellness through plants, herbs, and nutrition. She's a social justice advocate and a special needs mom warrior. Yes. Yes. Welcome, Michelle. <laughs> welcome. Wow. We're already connecting. Hello, hello. Thank you. you. Just start by telling us his journey. Yeah. Um, wow. Exactly what it is. Um, you know, vomiting. He would have yes. status seizures. You know, and, and the other thing that I want to, um, you know, bring attention to is that, you know, when these doctors tell you to dose down, they actually um, tell you to come down at a much higher level I than that. the yep. professionals who deal with, you know, drug addiction, recovery and addiction. Like, I actually had to reach out to recovery and addiction centers because the doctors told us to come down at 25% of the current dose. And after, and, and it was hard getting these professionals in the recovery and addiction centers to even talk to me because he's a minor. They're, they're like, we don't talk to, you know, we don't deal with, with minors, you know, they sh- because they shouldn't be on these medications. We don't deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, you know, and, and so they're like, but I will tell you that 25% is way too much. You should only be coming down 10% if that of the current dose. So, yeah. you know, that was a huge help too because these doctors, it was almost like they were feeding us information so that we couldn't get him off. And That's... I hear that from a lot of parents. Bingo. <laughs> you know, um, and it's unfortunate because Auntie um, is is basically what caused him to lose all this muscle tone. So he was he was not developing, you know, one time because like of what the medications were doing to his body, the lack of sleep. You know, in order for you to grow and develop, you need you need rest, and, and he wasn't getting it. So it's almost like his brain stopped growing and developing. Literally, they have written down at between like five and six months old, which is when they started him on the medication. So, um, wow. you know, James five now, he can't sit, crawl, stand, walk, talk, chew his food. Um, you know, all of the food I, I make and I puree and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, in, in August, so we have, we've gotten him off of, um, Auntie, finally, you know, his neurologist was on board with everything we are doing, um, in, in August 2018. So he certified medical marijuana in April. Um, we had actually purchased a hyperbaric oxygen chamber um, that May. So we started hyperbaric oxygen therapy in our house in May. And then in August 2018, he was completely off of ONSI. So um, it was crazy because every time we would get off of a pharmaceutical, so like within 24 hours of being off of trileptal, he started rolling again. And like we just started seeing like, Things coming back, like he was coming back to us. The sense of feeling was coming back. I mean, you would you would touch his foot when he was on medications. He had no sense of feeling in his foot, his hands. He oh, wasn't wow. laughing anymore. There was like no response at all. Um, and and those things started to come back. Um, it was amazing. Within like a day or two of him being off of Onsi, he was actually weight bearing. Like you would stand him up, and he was standing, and he was standing tall and proud and. Oh, wow. You know, we, we were doing early intervention. The therapists were just amazed at his progress. They couldn't believe it, you know. So we were starting to get our Jaden back at that point. 
So, and then, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, it was just like, it's amazing because it's so reflective of our lives and our journey too. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, yes. From the hospital, from the surgery, I mean, just from the seizures, um, just listening to doctors just give you the run around, give you one excuse after another and just say, hey, we just got to give them more medication. It's just like adding fuel to the fire. It's like no one's listening. Exactly. And they, they don't. They don't listen. No, no, it's just they're one track mind. I mean, like we need help. We don't need uh, more mess. <laughs> you know, it's like we're just trying to correct what's going on now. Now, did you ever have to worry about using? Did they ever um, prescribe diastat? No. Oh. Uh, well, um, so we so You're for lucky. rescue med, actually, they they gave us it was the rectal volume. Okay. Um, oh yeah, that yeah that's nice. That's the diastat. Is that what that is? That for yeah. volume? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my yeah. god. So they, so we, we had five. It, we, you could either choose five or ten milligrams. Like it was one syringe, but you, you choose the dose. Yeah. Um, and I had given, I had to give that to him one time because he was in status coming down off of the auntie, and it was, it was like two weeks before he could even hold his head up after that. It was, it was really bad. It was, oh um. The meds affected him really bad, and 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 I'll I'll get into more of of like his genetics and and what we've learned, but it like it all makes sense now as to why his body responded so negative to a lot of the things that you know they were they were giving him. Um, you know, one of the things that Dave and I had learned out learned about was, you know, I'm sure you guys are familiar with MTHFR, the uh, methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase, and um, there's two very common genes associated with that. It's G1298 and C677T. And what's crazy is that over 60% of Americans have this gene, at least one of the two, and they don't know. And it's like when you're pregnant, your doctors, your OBGYN tells you, you know, load up on that folic acid. Well, that's a huge no-no. Folic acid is synthetic folate and your body cannot convert it over. So they should really be encouraging pregnant women to take folate because that's true. That's true folate. It's right from the source. You know, yeah. um, it's not synthetic. Um, and and we're the ones that have like health issues where you see like gut issues, diabetes, certain types of cancers, ADHD, autism. So like a lot of the people who have had reaction to vaccines also have. The MTHFR mutation as well, whether it's one or two, and, and basically it's, it's it's like if you have one, then your body doesn't naturally detox toxins, and by toxins I mean it could be environmental, processed foods, pharmaceuticals, you know, everything that you put in and on your body. Um, one gene is like your body doesn't naturally detox up to twenty percent of toxins, but if you have a combination of both, it's really bad, and your body doesn't naturally detox up to 90% of toxins, which is, wow. it's really scary because we all, in our home, we all have two copies. Um, so, so that's crazy because Dave and I found out, we did like 23andMe or whatever it was to find out if we had it, which is just a saliva test. But we couldn't do a saliva test with Jaden. He's too young. I mean, we even tried doing one with Olivia when she was like, I don't know, like seven at the time, but she couldn't obtain enough saliva to fit in the tube. So we couldn't get Jaden tested for it. And we kept telling the doctors, we know that we have it. Can you just test him? Because Dave has the C mutation and I have double A mutation. So, like, we just needed to know which of the two Jaden had. 
And uh, for over a year, like they wouldn't, they wouldn't test him. And then it got to the point where you know I had to get loud with these doctors when we were inpatient one time. And the one doctor that was on call making the rounds, she's like, "Oh, that's just a simple blood draw. You don't need to see genetics." And I'm like, "I know. Can you just do the test?" So they did the test, and sure enough, Jane has one copy of each. So you know, then then a lot of things that we were able to do as far as like supplements and food, like we were able to work around, you know, knowing what we had already found out from that because they did a whole epilepsy panel. Um, they tested for like 86 genes associated with epilepsy. His neurologist thought for sure that he had Drave, which is like SDN1A. He didn't have it. All all genes related with epilepsy came back negative. Then we fought for the whole genome sequence panel, and that also came back negative. Um, the only thing that came back that was, like, questionable, it came back insignificant, unspecified, was, you know, for the mitochondrial. And so mitochondrial comes from the mother. And when they had tested my mitochondrial, I was, like, 20-some percent. When they tested his mitochondrial, he was, like, 40-some percent. So they're, like, sitting there, like well, he has new mitochondrial, and we don't know where it came from. And I'm like, so you're telling me he has, like, new DNA? Like, And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I'm sitting here in the back of my mind, and I'm like, there's aborted fetal DNA in vaccines. Like, could he see it? Like, like is, is this even possible, you know? Oh, my God, now, it is. I'm, yeah. You it know is. what I mean? Like, it's, it, it, is. Like, it, it makes sense. Oh, yes, because when you dig deep into the green, I remember with my son, I started breaking down the ingredients and literally just going in and start looking into the ingredients themselves. Individually, they actually use aborted fetuses in the vaccine. So one comes from, um, there's MRC5, and then there's B38, and one is a female fetus, and the other one is a male fetus. So like in the back of my mind, I'm like, like, could he have seriously inherited this, or not inherited this, but gotten this, like, this new DNA from, like, the vaccine? And now when you're seeing the COVID vaccine and, like, the mRNA, like, all this stuff, like, it really has my mind racing, like, is this possible? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I think it could be when you think about it. Yeah, all things are possible in this world. So yep. now, how's yep. he been doing? Like, since he's been on, you know, the cannabis, CBD oil, how's he been doing? So he's so. Here's the thing. So he was doing great. He was thriving. We got him off all the meds. He was he was going like you know. So he, at that point, both like with the meds and everything, he was having like over seventy seizures a week. And then you know we had gotten seizure free. We would go like eighty days. We would go like you know a couple of weeks. And then it always seemed so. The longer he went off the medication, the more things that started to come back. So with that, his leg. Remember how in the beginning I was telling you his left leg would jerk and and, yeah. and we we thought that she had a nerve. So he started having a lot of pain in his left leg. So I know people that have come off of these medications that have said that they've developed neuropathy from mm. from these med- medications. It also, in the back of my mind, you know, the nerve damage, that's another whole story. So, like, I had to fight to get a nerve test done, but they put the IV placement in the lower left of his, le- of his leg, so the test with the study was incomplete. So <laughs> we never found out if he has any nerve damage done because of where they placed the IV, why would they place it in that leg is beyond me. It was like they, they didn't want us finding out, you know, yeah, if there the was truth. any nerve damage. But he ended up um, 
he was having pain in his leg in December. He was doing great. We would go, like, you know, two weeks seizure-free, and then, like, the leg, it would trigger a seizure again. So we ended up in the emergency room in December 2018. Um, you know, we, we were authorized to use his cannabis there. Um, I, I was authorized to do it, use it in, um, you know, to, to sit with him in the MRI if he went into a seizure. Um, I had scrubs on and a protective gear. Like, I was, I was authorized to use his CBD and his cannabis in, in this hospital. Well, we were in the emergency room, and he was about to go into a seizure, but he didn't. But I had his stuff out in my hand in case I needed to give it to him. And I was pretty much attacked by, like, 10 different nurses and doctors. Um, they... Because we live in Pennsylvania, this was Delaware. They called state police on me, trying to get me like arrested because they crossed state lines with cannabis. That was a joke. Um, and then, Are you serious? Then they called. Yeah, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Then they wow. called Child Protective Services on me because I was advocating for my son not to be on the medications that were destroying his body and that caused. It, it says in his medical records that his hypotonia, his low muscle tone is from ONSI. So that, that's documented in his records from the doctor. Um, you know, they they called Child Protective Services on me. They admitted him into the hospital. They wanted to do an MRI on him, um, which was fine because the last MRI that he had was May of that year, literally like two weeks before we started hyperbaric therapy. Um so I was okay with them doing an MRI and stuff like that. I was not okay with them giving him, you know, uh, fentanyl and propofol and all these rocconium, which is like a paralyzing agent. It temporarily paralyzes the body so that they can intubate him. They also gave him loading doses of Tepra. They gave him oh. five times the amount of what a child his weight would be. Um, and... Basically, they kept us in there for five days. They threatened me. They told me that they would not release him into my custody if he was not on a seizure medication. Mind you, we took him in for his leg. They did nothing for his leg. The so, ER doctor okay, did okay. not. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You lost me. You lost me on that part. You went in for the leg, and they just took the whole kid. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. We, we, went, we went in for his leg because... We didn't know what was causing the pain in his leg, which was triggering, you know, these these little cluster seizures that he was having every few weeks. And they did absolutely nothing for his leg. They did not call his neurologist, who is a doctor at that hospital. If they were seen three days prior in his records, she wrote a letter stating that he was thriving on medical cannabis, how he was thriving not being on pharmaceutical, how he was thriving with hyperbaric oxygen therapy. It, literally three days prior, we had a letter because we were trying to go to um, to a, another hospital in a different state to get a third opinion because she was out of answers. I mean, when you have vaccine injury, these doctors don't know how to, you know, they don't know how to, to handle it or deal with it. And so um, she wanted us to go to, um, I forget what hospital in Maryland, but she wrote a letter basically stating how well he was doing on this stuff, but they couldn't figure out why, you know, he wasn't talking or developing or, what you know, stuff like that. So... We were going to go for, you know, another opinion. And, and all they had to do was see that. And, and maybe they did see it. Maybe they just, I'm, I'm assuming they just ignored it. But, yeah, the, the doctor that was on the floor, like it was day three in there. I had to sit in front of a board of ethics committee. Dave and I, we had just, for hours, we had to sit there. And they're like, well, why are you anti-pharmaceutical? And I'm like, well, we're not. But it wasn't working for him. And, you know, he was on all these different medications. And it made him worse. 
like, why are you still against cannabis? And, like, they really couldn't, they couldn't answer any of the questions that we were asking. Um, Child Protective Services came out to the house. Everything was fine. Um, you know, they were great. And, and they even said, you know, it was all about money with them. It was a power trip, and it was all about money to get him on pharmaceuticals again. Um, so basically, you know, to sum all that up, Jaden has not recovered from that December 2018 stay. Um, when they did the MRI in the hospital, one of the good things that we had found out was so when he had the MRI in May, there were in the T2 frontal lobes, there were like tiny lesions. Um, uh. Sorry about that. There were tiny lesions like in the T2 frontal lobes, which is like the developmental part. And they were kind of like sporadic all over. And then the neurologist was like, well, since he's, you know, he's doing good off the meds, it's not a major concern. We'll check back again. So they ended up doing another MRI in December during that stay. And it turns out that after us using cannabis and hyperbaric oxygen therapy and getting him off of those horrible drugs, his brain was basically healed. There was just one tiny, tiny little spot wow. that, like, wow. wasn't. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Amazing, right? Like mind blowing. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, it, 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 it looks great. It looks great. There's just one tiny little spot, but he's never had any. You know, they're saying that there's there's was never any brain damage. There's never a stroke. You know, so now it's just this mystery. So you know, we we still do hyperbaric oxygen therapy at home. We've done you know we do the chiropractor. We've done cranial sacral therapy. Um, you know, we just, we focus on nutrition. I just recently mm. did a, a food sensitivity panel. It turns out like he's sensitive to almost everything, which is a challenge right now. Um, you know, we're, we're not, we, we don't see great sleep anymore since that hospital stay. We're not completely seizure free. We see, we see seizures on yeah. daily, um, CBD and, and Canada. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's the same thing. So it's very similar. It's like you're still not out of the woods yet. Um, the issue Correct. we were having too is like when he was teething or his teeth were coming in, his new teeth, the seizures were uptick. If he had like, oh yeah, it yeah. was just like you know if he's tired, uh, you know seizures. If he's constipated, yeah. seizures. You know, it's these irritable seizures. It's like oh my god. Yeah, it's like everything's a, a, a trigger. Like, even, like, full moon, like, we notice where he gets, like, a little bit hyper around full moon and, mm-hmm. you know, that causes him not to sleep. And then, you know, we see an increase in seizures like that. But, you know, so so his neurologist, his new neurologist that we're seeing, um, wanted him on, like, a mitochondrial cocktail, which is just, like, a bunch of supplements. You know, because he doesn't have mitochondrial dysfunction or mitochondrial disease. He just has new mitochondrial. So let's put him on a supplement that might just help him. Um, so they had, in, in a mitochondrial cocktail, it's just, like, you know, a bunch of D vitamins. It has, like, CoQ10, okay. um, like, a whole bunch of different supplements or whatever, and it's compounded at a, at a pharmacy. Um but it also had L-carnitine in it, and L-carnitine is a seizure trigger. And the doctor's like, "Well, you got to go really, really slow." And so, you know, he's like, "You're going to see seizures for a while. It's going to take, you know, about six six months for his body to adjust." Well, look, it took us this past year. It took us a year to get him to that full dose, and we were at the we were at the full dose in March, and the seizures just got out of control. Um, so apparently, his body is very, very sensitive to the things that were in that cocktail. So we had stopped it. We had reached out to his neurologist um, around 4th of July 
and we had stopped it. And so now we're seeing like one or two days at a time that's seizure-free. So we're seeing huge improvements. We're seeing sleep again. Um, it, it was, I mean, he was getting it twice a day, so it was keeping him up all night long to where it was almost like he had narcolepsy. His body would just crash. Wow. Um, but now we're, yeah, now we're seeing sleep. It's, it's not the best time. He doesn't sleep at night. He usually falls asleep at like eight or nine in the morning, but hopefully still like five or six. So, you know, his, his sleep is so much better. He's getting stronger. He's almost sitting up on his own. So, you know, overall he's, yeah. he's doing a lot better, but our goal now is to try and recover him from, you know, the damage of the pharmaceuticals. Like, how much damage did it really do to his gut, his liver, yeah. you know, his brain, being on the... I mean, when, when he was in the hospital that time, they had given him a set of, like, really, really strong, um, you know, sedatives and stuff like that. And like I said, they gave him five times the amount of Keppra for a kid his age. But what we had learned also, which is very important... Um, in the summer of 2019, we had gotten an advocate, and she had found a doctor who was very familiar with MTHFR, and she was like, well, did they do a buccal swab ever and we're through gene site labs? And we were like, no. She was like, bring them in. I'll do it. So she, we took them in. She did a buccal swab. Um, it turns out that Jaden also has CYP2D6 and CYP3A4. And what that means is that his body is a poor metabolizer for over 90% of pharmaceuticals. And oh, my God. So he can never get it. I'm sorry? He can never get any pharmaceutical meds. No. No. And that's why he had literally life-threatening side effects from these medications is because his, bo- he, his body can't ha- handle them. His body doesn't naturally detox. And remember when I was talking yes. about the auntie, how his levels were like in the thousands, it's because it was just building up in his body. What and is- it was just dormant in the system. And it turns out, you know, seizure medications, psychotropic drugs, and anti-convulsants are at the top of that list. Oh, my God. So it was a vicious cycle they were putting you in. Yep. It sure was. And that's why he is now disabled. What? And, uh, so yeah, the pharmaceutical took his, almost took his life. He, oh my God. His, his kidneys were shutting down. Oh, so in the hospital, they had given him, uh, Keppra, uh, like, and I was telling you the anesthesia they'd given him. They also put him on zonisamide, and zonisamide was shutting his kidneys down. So, did you have so, any legal actions you could take? Because, I mean, you trust him, and they were supposed, they were advising you, but they were, I thought basically for doctors, like, um, do no harm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so his, so for the vaccine injury, his case has been in the federal court since 2018. Um, and we are trying to find a medical malpractice doctor for, um, the incident that happened in December 2018. But like the statute of limitations is when a child turns 18. So, you know, we've, we've called around, we've, we've called around to a lot of, um, great attorneys that are out of state and they recommend that we find somebody in our tri-state area. It's just easier for, you know, if we need to show up because it's really hard to, to go anywhere with Jaden, you know, yeah. because of the schedule and, you know, it's like yeah. two hours to get out the door and, yeah, and I know. stuff like that. So, yeah. so, like, right now, you know, we're in the process of finding, you know, a medical malpractice attorney. His case is, is still in the federal court for the vaccine injury and our plan is to 
Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with hyperbaric oxygen therapy at all, but we have a mild chamber, and our goal right now is to take him to a treatment center in Georgia, a very well-known treatment center in Georgia. It's called um, Hyperbaric PHP, and the owner of this is Bill Schindler. And there's, um, you know, a lot of people from our our medical freedom movement have gone to see him. So, um, you know, he had invited us down to, you know, to try to go for a month. Basically, we were gonna we were gonna try it out for a month. Um, deep pressure, it's just faster healing than the chamber that we have. And I feel like, you know, because Jaden's five years old, I feel like, you know, if we're gonna try and reverse any of this damage, especially from the pharmaceuticals, like we need to act on it, you know, yeah. right away. Yeah, we and, still have the energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, our goal right now is to get down there. The only thing that's really holding us back is, like, the finances because mm-hmm. when you're trying to find a place to stay, it's, yeah. we're looking and it's, it's, like, it's a couple grand. So, like, our goal is to get them there, like, September, October. Um, you know, I'm just relying on God. You know, if it's meant to be, it will be. And, and so that's pretty much where we're at right now. You know, he's, he's doing great. We're doing the chamber every single day here. He's on... Um, he's on CBD and he's on a very, very low dose of like liquid THC tincture. Um, and you know, he, we, he gets dosed every six hours. Um, we use a lot of plants for nutrition and stuff like that. So, yeah, so, I mean, he's overall, he's feeing good and he's improving. We just, you know, we're just, we're not going to give up, you know? Yeah, you can't, you can't. He's, he's motivating you. Could you share the name of that test again the doctor did to determine that he can have over 90% of these pharmaceutical meds? Absolutely. So it is a, a buccal swab, so it's just a swab in the cheek, and it is through com, I believe, is the, the website. And uh, he's on state insurance, and his state insurance covered it. So we had wow. we had the blood work or not blood work. We had the test results back. Um, it was crazy because they had called his doctor like seventy two hours later and was like, "We have a very rare finding. Like, if you have one of the mutations, it's okay. But if you have both, like, I mean, it's it's extremely dangerous." They told us that if it's like life or death situation where he needs pharmaceuticals, like he can only have like a quarter of that dose in short term. Like, it has to be. He has to start at a quarter of the dose and then titrate up over time, and it's it's just it's a pretty scary thought too because you know if he does need medication, you know we're not anti pharmaceutical. You know we there's a time and a place, and if yeah. there's a time where he needs it, it's it's just a very scary thought. You know, luckily he's he's been healthy overall yeah. for the most part, but um, well, you know it's it's scary. I have yeah. to commend you. Yeah. You and your husband I have to commend you guys are warriors. Definitely warriors. Thank you. And I, you guys. Thank they, you so much. And I think I think what you guys are doing with this podcast and, and just sharing stories and educating people, I think this is truly amazing. You know, I I think this is an awesome thing that you guys are doing. Thank you, you Michelle. And and I what I really wanted to um <clears throat> I really want you to show your story because I think a lot of people need to hear this. And and it basically resonates that it's not a one size fits all. We all have different G- DNA. We all we all metabolize things differently. And I I think the middle community the medical community is not really recognizing that. They're not. They're not. And and what's crazy is that I've actually shared. So you know I share a lot on Facebook. Yes. And, you know 
you know, we've had family that <laughs> that don't agree with everything that we do, and so I've had to kind of lay low a little bit on things that I post because, you know, I, I have enemies in my own family. Um, but, you know, when, when I share about, you know, even just these mutations, with whether it's MTHFR or the poor metabolizer mutations, um, I've had parents say that they've gone to their doctors asking them to do this test, and they've been told that the test doesn't exist which I know for a fact is a lie because we just <laughs> we just got it done. You can go to Gene State Labs and it's available there. Like The fact that they're lying about this because they don't want their patients to know if they have something genetically, yes. you know, it, it, it's just mind-blowing. It's intentional. Know? It's intentional to keep you in the dark. The less you know, the less you question. Um, cause exactly. I know Because I've had that experience when we go to the doctor's office with my son. I ask questions, so it's not a matter of just, it's going to be a one-sided conversation. You're just going to tell me what's going to happen. It's like, no, we're going to work together, right. and it's, we're going to figure things out. And a lot of times, most doctors will be apprehensive. Like, uh, you know, especially um, one of the things I've noticed was that if my wife is there, they will dress her and mm-hmm. not really speak to me. Yeah. And so, yeah. I have to, <laughs> so I have to verbalize things. And I'm like, I'm over here. You know, this is my son, too, as well. You know, we're together. So you, you, whatever you have to tell my wife, you can tell me too as well. So, cause I'm home. Yeah. We've noticed that too. It's almost like they try to intimidate the mother. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yes. It's for guilt. They, That's how it's been. It is. It, it really is. It's, and, you know, and I'm sure that my wife like, really? I never noticed that. And then one day she finally called. She's like, oh, I do see it. Like, oh uh, yeah. 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 Cause it's, it's subtle. It's to a certain extent. It's subtle. It's like, you know, cause you're accustomed, you know, you're accustomed to, as a mother, you're accustomed to talking to the doctor, but then if the father's right there, it's like, okay, is he going to be part of this conversation? Is this being yeah. done intentionally? Yeah. You're uh, like, hello, I'm right here. Like, you can address both of us. Yeah, but I mean, you know, bless your heart, love what you're doing, keep fighting for him. You know, like the rest of us, it's just, it's a journey, but it evolves us in a way. You know, exactly. it's, it sets us on a path that we yeah. never thought we'd be on. I'm sorry? It just sets us on a path that we never thought we'd be on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and our, our children have a very big purpose in this world, you know, and, and us as parents, too, I, I do believe that. I believe that God chose us because, yes. you know, we are strong and we do need to educate people, you know, whether it's about cannabis or mutations or vaccines, you know, whatever it is, like, yeah, health consciousness. We, we, we were chosen to be on this journey and to be on this path and and to educate and to open up the eyes so that people can see, because otherwise, you know, people follow blindly and that's how people end up in the situation. You know, I wish I had somebody telling me, you got to do this. You got to take these prenatals. You got to check for full, you know, like just, you know, just, just to be just to be sure. That's if I had true. known about MTHFR, I would have been like, okay, I'm not going to take folic acid. It's synthetic. Like, I'm just going to take folate anyway. But, like, no, they tell you folic acid. Like, oh, yeah, it's you a big know? push. Yeah, everything has to be pushed. Yeah, it's got to be. It's an amazing story. We could talk for hours. I just want to say thank you for really taking the time out to, you know, and sharing your story with us and, you know, your continued fight to, you know, to heal your son. And that is in the journey Thank itself. You. you know, keep going. And I know that the opportunity is going to allow you to, you know, you take your son down to Georgia and heal him. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's, 
it, it truly is a blessing to be able to share our story and help, you know, provide education to other families out there. So thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Now, if, if our guests wanted to get in contact with you, you know, just basically get some insight, some information, how would they be able to reach you? Um, the best way to reach me is through my email, and it is, do you want me to give it now? Yes, please. Okay, it's plantbasedmama at iCloud.com. So P-L-A-N-T-B-A-S-E-D-M-A-M-A at iCloud.com. And I would be happy to talk to anybody or share any information with anybody. Appreciate it. Thank you again, Michelle, and bless you and your family and your son as well. Hope he's as well. Thank you. Thank God you. bless you guys. Thanks you for too. having me on. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out the Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at the Talking Hedge. You can find me at the talkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.